Hello, and welcome to Healthy Bites, an all-encompassing podcast about your health from the Audrain County Health Department. Each week, we hope the information you hear on this show from a variety of experts in Audrain County, the state of Missouri, and the world will positively impact your health and your health decisions. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Now, on with the show with your host, Chris Nubra. Thanks and welcome to another edition of the Healthy Bites Podcast here at the Audrey County Health Department. I'm your host, Chris Nubra, and today we're going to be talking sports injuries with uh, certified athletic trainer, Stephanie West. She's with Peak Sports and Spines uh, in Colombia and Mexico. Uh, you have offices in both places, right? Yes, we do. We actually have probably 47 across the state. Oh, wow. I didn't so know that. Okay. We've got quite a few offices. Oh, well, very, very good. Very so good. So I'm happy to be here. Oh, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, we wanted to talk. We're in the midst of sports season in mid-Missouri, in rural, uh, rural well, across all of Missouri. Um, we're getting into basketball season more, but we want mm-hmm. to talk about sports injuries in general. What kind of sports injuries are the most general ones that are out there? Um, well, there's there's several that are common, and I think they're the ones you hear about when you when you watch sports because they they get most of the notoriety, uh-huh. um, and it's because they are a career altering injury um, is what we call it. Um, mm-hmm. So um, your ACL tears um, that's the anterior cruciate ligament in your knee. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the common one that's that's a bigger injury for the knee joint. Um, Torn labrums in your shoulder joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little. It's what stabilizes the shoulder joint. So, athletes will dislocate a joint and, and tear that labrum, and that usually has to be fixed. So, those are the two kind of big surgical ones right. uh, that, that we hear a lot about. As far as those those big joints, as right. far as the knee and shoulder, uh, ankle sprains very common, uh, and they can run the gamut. I know when our athletes and coaches ask how long am I going to be out how long is this athlete going to be gone with an ankle sprain it can be five days and it can be five weeks yeah. it really depends on how many ligaments they tear and that kind of thing so you the, mentioned sprain sprains and that brings up a question I've always had what's the difference between a sprain and a high ankle sprain uh so so I thought you were gonna say sprains and strains no, because no, there's no. a difference there too <laughs> right right um so an, a high ankle sprain is a different ligament. So you have your two long bones of your lower leg. Okay. So your tibia and fibula. I don't uh-huh. want to get too too technical for you. Um, so there's there's a ligament that connects those two. Okay. Uh, those two bones, and that's a high ankle sprain when you sprain that. Okay. Um, so if you take your foot up and down, what we call plantar flexion, dorsiflexion. So if you oh, pump right. your foot up and down, like you're pushing the foot feet on a car, uh-huh. is what I always say. Um, it's right above that joint where you're moving is where oh. a high ankle sprain is. Okay. If you take your foot side to side and what we call inversion eversion, that is a lateral ankle sprain on that outside, uh, which is the most common. And that's the um, most common with the rolling the ankle. Rolling the ankle is that lower lateral ankle. So it's when you kind of roll the bottom of your foot inward um, and sprain that outside of the ankle. Uh, that's the most common one we get. We get uh, those tend to heal a little faster than that high ankle sprain. Right. Um, Cause there are different things we can do for it. That high ankle sprain is kind of a, a pain in the rear end, we always say, because it takes a while to heal. Right, right. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk the difference between strain, sprain, and break, or not break, but tear. Okay. What's, what's um, the difference? Is okay, there? so a sprain and a strain. So a sprain is tearing, stretching or tearing a ligament. Okay. Um, a strain is stretching or tearing a muscle or tendon. So it's just oh. different tissue, basically. So you strain your quad. 
So you, the mm-hmm. big muscle in your thigh, or you mm-hmm. strain your hamstring. You see people runners. You'll see them pull up and oh, grab, yeah. grab, grab the, back the back of their of leg. leg. Right. Um, that's a hamstring strain. Um, a sprain is your ankle or knee, generally. So, so you can you sprain a ligament. So it's usually around a joint. You strain a muscle. See? So okay. sprains and strains a little bit different. Okay. Um, and then a tear is completely is that now is tear is the same thing. So same thing. so a sprain or strain is a tearing okay. in, in that ligament or muscle or tendon, and and we grade those like grade one, two, and three on how bad the tear is. Okay, I always heard the term also when talking about feet, the ruptured Achilles tendon. What mm-hmm. what does it mean when it ruptures? What does that? It mean? tears. It tears. Uh, so basically, okay. it tears. tears away from um, the bone. No, usually it tears right in the middle. So oh. you'll get a pretty good pop. People that have torn their Achilles tendon, sometimes we call them weekend warriors. It's not always that, but right. they go out to play a basketball game. And they haven't played anything for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. They don't warm up right. It's just they have a tight ligament. You know, they have a desk job all week, and then they mm-hmm. jump and, and pop that Achilles tendon. So generally it's a tear. It sounds kind of like somebody hits hit something on the table like it, it's oh, a snap it's you pretty can you it. can hear that tendon. it's a pretty thick tendon wow um, so when it tears it when it goes it goes okay so you hear more about these with with football and, and what i'm alluding to is hip pointers um what are exactly your hip pointers is that, is <laughs> um, that yeah it's a layman's term okay basically for a bruise um oh. so so a hip pointer on the outside of your hip on mm-hmm. the outside you have it's you it's a part of your femur, so that long bone of your leg where like, it comes up into the hip is uh-huh. got kind of a corner to it, and it's a greater trochanter, and you get hit right on that bone. Okay. And it just hurts like the dickens. Okay. Um, so that's a hip pointer, like okay. is what we call it. So kids, it's not like a dead leg, but you just basically get hit on that bone, and there's not much there. There's a, a bursa sac filled with fluid there, and it, it, it's painful. it's another one of those pain in the rears. <laughs> um and then a hip flexor is is in the front, so people strain that hip flexor muscle. Okay. Um, when like you're trying to sprint or something, that leg goes back too far, that type of thing. Um, okay. So those are two different things. See, I'm learning all kinds. Yeah, all, all kinds of, of stuff. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize I was given anatomy. No, lesson that's today, great. That's that's absolutely. We're all going to get a little smarter with some yeah, anatomy that's, here because because you know parents of kids that are playing sports today. They see their kid come up hobbling, and they think, oh, they just think the end of the world. It may not be the end of the world. Right, right. Very rarely is it at the end of the world. Right. How do you, how do you determine, like, on the field when, you, when you're working somebody and they're saying, hey, my hip hurts or my knee hurts, how do you determine how serious it is? Um, I, th- I think that kind of comes with a little bit of experience gotcha. on my end as mm-hmm. far as seeing it. Uh, I, we always say the importance of having an athletic trainer on the sideline because you see it happen. Mm-hmm. So generally, I can tell when I'm watching a football game and somebody goes down, I can about say they just tore their ACL before I even get out there and put my hands on them. Oh, wow. Um, just by the mechanism and, and how they fall, how they twist, where they got hit, that type of stuff. Right. Um, now, sometimes that's not to say that I haven't went out on the field and there's a young man that's crying and screaming and you think the world is ending and he's dying and it's you know what you have a you have a contusion right. which is a bruise, a bruise. <laughs> yeah um it it, it just kind of depends on what you're looking at i guess as far as where where their pain is what happened and take that all together before you decide how serious it really is are, are, is it safe to say that there are more leg injuries than there are concussions or or head injuries in sports or is that a misnomer I would uh, no. I would say there's probably lower extremities, probably more common than concussions aren't as common as as we all think. Okay. Um, it's been football season. We're kind of mm-hmm. in the 
still in NFL and stuff, but at the end, toward the end of high school football season right. um, and collegiate, but concussions, the buzzword, cause you hear a lot about it, right. but they're not as common as you think. Uh, like they're not happening every day. Well, let's talk about concussions. What exactly is a concussion? It's a shaking in the brain, a bruising in the brain. Um, basically a bruise in your, on your brain. Okay. Um, so I, I was at a conference one time and I couldn't even tell you who quoted it. So I, I hate to not give this physician props, but it has stuck with me for years. And he said, the brain is like a bowl of jello uh-huh. sitting in a bowl of water. So, you know, what is it? Newton's law, something in uh-huh. motion stays in, in motion, motion kind of thing. So, yeah. so when you get that sudden stop of the head, that brain is still moving forward. Right. Um, so it kind of bruises against the skull. So basically your brain either gets a torsion twisting okay. or straight ahead. The twisting is a worse concussion um, because it causes more damage. Talk about that. I, what? what? Um, twisting. So, so this you'll see, <laughs> you'll see those kids that get just a frontal impact or they hit the ground straight on, right, the, back. on the back so, of their head. Right? So what we call linear. Like okay. stra- a straight hit generally. the Probably our worst concussions happen when they get hit maybe in the jaw and they get a twisting because they're they're not only moving forward, but they also get that torsion oh, um, okay. factor. So it's kind of a misnomer where it says, oh, the, the helmet is important in mm-hmm. football, uh, but it's not going to stop concussions. Um, right. The helmet is going to stop skull fractures. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you until you can tether that brain down inside the skull – Nothing's going to stop that. Are there different levels of concussion? Not really. Uh, Back in the day when I first started 30 odd years ago, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, we graded concussions, grade one, two, and three. um, And we graded them like grade three was if you had a loss of consciousness. Uh, We have done away with that several, a decade ago or so. We we quit grading concussions um, because a concussion is a concussion. Um, You have a brain injury or you don't. So, um, and it kind of, it left a little wiggle room for people saying, oh, it wasn't a severe concussion. It was just a concussion. Which is a brain injury. So, right. so we don't grade them. Um, everybody's everybody's a little bit different. Some concussions. Gen- majority of the athletes we see, high school, middle school athletes, is what we treat. Uh, the majority, their symptoms are gone within a week. Okay. Um, that's not to say we're back to playing within a week, right. but their symptoms are generally cleared up within a week. And you bring up uh, con- con- concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. They go into concussion protocol. Exactly. What is that? What is that? A, is that a system where? They're graded every day, or not graded, but they're they're evaluated every day. Pretty much, and and, and graded a little bit. Um, so when we, when they go in, when they're symptom free, we go into this concussion protocol. We call it. Okay. Um, it's a state law in Missouri uh, that um, athletes cannot be returned to sport until they've been through a concussion pro- protocol. Okay. Uh, so that's a great thing. It takes the wiggle room out of these parents saying, "No, I want my kid to play on Friday." Right. He's not going to play on Friday. I hate to tell you. <laughs> Good. Um, out of my hands. Um, right, right. So the protocol is basically a basically seven days, but it's a five day, pretty much five step program. So you have to be able to run. First day is like cardiovascular for fifteen minutes. As long as those symptoms don't come back the next day, we kind of do a symptom checklist. Well, let's talk about symptoms real quick. What what are symptoms of a concussion? Um, well, our symptom checklist is like twenty two symptoms. Oh wow! Um, so okay. it's a long list. Okay. Uh, general symptoms. Our headache, dizziness, uh, confusion, um, fatigue. We look at their eyes. Sometimes the pupils aren't dilated either equally or they're not dilating quickly to light. Okay. Um, uh, dizziness, memory loss, those type of things. Okay. Um, so- now that concussion list goes as far as to are you having trouble falling asleep at night? You know, those 
it gets pretty specific in those. But as long as your symptoms aren't back the next day, you do a little more. So then okay. we do 30 minutes of, of cardio. Um, no symptoms the next day, then we, we increase that and you, you add some weightlifting or you add what we call like up and down type stuff like push up, sit ups, okay. get up and run, those kind of things. Next day, burpees or something like yeah, that. Something, yeah, something of that nature. <laughs> right. Um, and then we, and then you progress back to a practice with no, no contact, um, and then a full practice, and then a, a game event. How, you know, I've always heard concussions. You go through the concussion, concussion protocol, and you come back. You've got to watch it because you can get a concussion easier. Any truth to that? Um, not necessarily that you can get a concussion easier, but there is some. There are some studies out there that are saying the the brain. A, con- a hit that you're going to get, so the velocity that you would normally get that doesn't necessarily cause those, cause those symptoms, your brain is kind of overreactive a little bit. Okay. And can, so it's a, an, a smaller hit can cause you some, to set back in your symptoms. And is that your brain so to be, trying to protect itself kind of thing? I, I think a little bit, or it's more reactive. It's almost like it just becomes a little reactive to those those symptoms or those, um, that environment and that, and yep, yeah, yep. setting. Um, now there is something that's called second impact syndrome, uh, and that's usually people that have ignored a concussion or came back too soon. Um, it's a, it's a catastrophic event. So you have a, right. have a minor concussion, even though we don't rate them, but not, not, you know, dehabilitating concussion. Right. Um, somebody keeps playing or, you know, has a second hit and that second, it can be a relatively minor hit that wouldn't necessarily look like something that would cause a concussion. And mm-hmm. they have a serious brain injury. Um, and those are usually permanently debilitating or even death. Wow. Um, so second impact syndrome is what we are avoiding with that concussion protocol. Gotcha. Um, as far as, you know, parents, you go to a game, you watch your kid play, kid gets injured, co- coach says, or athletic trainer says, hey, concussion protocol. What do parents need to do that night when they get the kid home? I mean, um, I know they could probably go to the hospital and get evaluated maybe or. Uh, yes and no. Um, okay. Hopefully if you have a certified athletic trainer on the sideline, they're going to give you a long list of things to watch for. Okay. Um, I know our, we give out, we give our parents a checklist, what to watch for, what to avoid. Um, so avoid driving, avoid alcohol, avoid ibuprofen. There's, there's several things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we usually tell them do Tylenol and not ibuprofen. Um, there's some science, science behind that. Okay. Um, why you want to do that. Um, so, so generally they should get a, kind of a little bit of a checklist. I always, when I'm talking to parents, they may be hearing you, but they're looking at little Johnny and are worried sick. So right. if you give them something, I usually give them something written down. So when they get home and say, oh, he's throwing up all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Let's head to the emergency room. Um, not all concussions have to go to the emergency room. And I don't want to tell you not, I, I don't want anybody to think don't go. If, right. Sure. If in doubt, go. It's not going to be. Aaron, caution. Yes. Um, a lot of ours we don't necessarily send because we monitor pretty closely. Right. Um, if we have a parent that's going to monitor them, then then we're okay. Generally, there's some old wives' tales. Don't let them go to sleep that's for what, thirty I was minutes. Ask you about that. Uh, Best thing for a concussion is rest. Really, let them sleep. Um, <laughs> we generally will tell people, uh, let them sleep and set your alarm for about an hour later, and then wake them up as long as they know who they are and where they're at, and they wake up back to sleep for as long as they want to sleep. What about? I've always heard. Look at the pupils. If there's one that's dilated more than the other, you got a problem. Um, if it's if it's an uneven pupil, it's pretty rare that happens okay. though. As okay. many concussions as, I've, as I have seen and evaluated, very rarely is there one pupil that's larger than the other. Okay. Generally, what we're looking at is with light is are they reacting to light? So, do their pupils dilate and 
constrict okay. accordingly when you when you put light in them. Are concussions when 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 a person gets a concussion are the symptoms automatically seen? Most of the symptoms or are they? Is it is it immediate kind onset of progression. or is it progression? Uh, a little bit of both, and everybody's different. Okay. Um, <laughs> sometimes immediately someone is bad headache. They're throwing up. They're dizzy. Don't feel you know just don't feel right, right things right. like that. Other times. They may, excuse me, they may be kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of got my bell rung and uh, it's no big deal and right. I feel fine. And 15 minutes later, they're like, uh, okay, I've got it. I can't look at the light. I can't see the scoreboard. You my, know, my, those my kind exam. of things. So, so everybody's a little bit different. Okay. Unfortunately, you can't say you're going to get this in 30 minutes. You're going to get this. Everybody's a little bit different. And what made me ask that is because the movie Varsity Blues. I don't know if you've seen that or not. I have a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. And Billy Bob, you know, he turns around from the, from the huddle and he's like, uh, and he passes out. Yeah. Over, that's an overreach That's probably. a movie. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a movie. <laughs> now, I have seen kids walk to the wrong sideline. Okay. Or I, I always say they walk like they're drunk and they uh-huh. kind of have that sideways stagger. They can't quite get to the side, can't quite, quite get where they're going. That right. does happen okay. um, with some concussions. And that's a pretty obvious yeah, we have a problem. Okay. Um, but generally, I, everybody's a little bit different. Uh, sometimes kids will go home and we don't know they had a concussion. Oh, um, wow. So it's very often they will finish a game and then they get home and that adrenaline kicks out and mm-hmm. they kind of get to rest. And then oh, I just got a terrible headache. I can't stand the light. Don't talk to me, mom. And that's when a parent usually will call us. They have right. an athletic trainer or call their physician and say something's not right. Um, sure. and, and generally we have that, that's one of our checklists is, do you just not feel right? Like something just doesn't feel right. Right. Um, so that is common. Like you may wake up the next day and then realize you have a concussion. Right. And, and concussions, it doesn't have to be, does it have to be a violent hit to, no. to form a concussion no. or can it be just the action? Like you're, I'm going back to football all the time because we're in football season, but basketball too, you're, you're blocked down on your, on your torso, but your head snaps. Yeah. Um, it can be, it can be. A lot of our concussions that you see on film mm-hmm. aren't that violent hit that you okay. see in football. Um, soccer is one of them. They take too many headers. Right. Um, and you just don't realize it. Um, linemen that just are repetitively hitting, um, it's kind of a cumulative thing okay. that they can get a concussion from that. So it's not always that car wreck or that violent, okay. you know. Shaking in the brain. Uh, yeah, yeah, receiver that just got laid out right. kind of thing. Right. It's not always that. Sometimes right. it's pretty okay. benign. What about... Other injuries that we see, um, you know, common stuff you see fractures. Um, yeah, we were talking earlier. What's the difference between a fracture and a break? Right, and, and that's a layman's term that somebody says. Oh, I'll, I'll have teenagers. No, it was way worse than a break. It was fractured. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> uh, if your bone has a has a line in it where it shouldn't have, then it's it's broke or right. it's fractured. It's the same thing. Now there are different <laughs> types of fractures. You know, right. you have spiral and compound and avulsion and there's all there's a host of different types of fractures but a a broken bone is a broken bone yeah i had a green stick fracture when i was a kid Uh, yeah when you were young yeah yeah um that's those bendy bones i say they're young kids that you can bend their bones pretty far and they don't break (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so uh are, are fractures that common in sports no i i don't think overly common i we see them I, t- I tend to see them in our younger athletes. Uh, you know, they've fallen out a wrist. They still have mm-hmm. open growth plates. Um, not overly common, but we get a lot of hand and wrist fractures in okay. in football and soccer. Um, and generally it's from falling. 
Oh wow! Not, and, and sometimes hitting somebody else, but generally right. it's falling. So, are, are there certain injuries that happen as you progressively get older that are worse to happen? As uh, what I mean is like it, when you're 12 and you're running down the field and you turn your ankle, it's mainly going to be a sprain. When you're 25 and you do that, there's more chance of a of a of a, of a, a, a tendon tear. Yeah, is that is that yeah, a fair you, statement? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, like I said, those kids when they're little, they're they're bendy. They can fall out of uh-huh. the tree and they're bruised. If you and I fell out of the tree at 50 plus, then <laughs> right. we got a hip replacement or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right. um, your bones get a little more brittle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so fracture wise is more common the older like the same hit that happened when you were 12 is now going to break a bone versus that. Um, I think we come back a little bit slower. Um, Oh, right. uh, You know, when you're, you're growing, got all those growth hormones going and, and they just heal faster. Um, They, you know, grandma will say, Oh my, those you kids just heal a lot faster than me. (laughs) Well, yeah, they do. Um, They got a lot more going on in that body. Yours are getting tired. So (laughs) (laughs) that is not a scientific comment, but that's your cells are getting tired. Yep. yep. I I completely concur with that. But uh, um, as far as are there there certain sports that see more injuries than others? I mean, football. Yeah. We hear about injuries all the time in football, but you know, like, we got tennis. We got uh, um, you know, basketball, softball. We, we do Mission, which is our state organization right. for high school activities association. Um, they do a concussion study every year. Okay. So we, we all turn in how many concussions we had, what sports, how many days they were out, and that type of thing. It's a pretty elaborate study. Uh, so, it, so it's been pretty good to look back and see um, where those trends are. So for concussions, um, the thing that surprised people is that cheerleadings at the top of the list. So soccer, cheerleading, cheerleading and football because cheerleaders get dropped. Um, so they're oh. the, the kids that are on top of the pyramid yeah. and, and fall. So um, you do percentage wise, football, soccer and cheerleading are probably our highest as far as concussions. Um, <laughs> cheerleading is cheerleading. not high. The injuries aren't as high right. as, as the rest, but I would say football, wrestling and soccer, football. both girls and boys soccer are, Probably our higher incidence of injuries. You mentioned wrestling. Is that just a, more of a contortion issue uh, with with the contortions they do? Is that where the injuries? Uh, well, and they slam down on that mat pretty good. And oh, I didn't think about that. It's yeah. wrestling's a tough sport. Yeah. I, I I give those guys props. You don't you, you can't blame somebody didn't throw you the ball or pass you something. It's, right, it's all on uh, you. It's all on you. <laughs> Um, what what else? What else do, do parents need to know? Uh, you know, going forward with with sports injuries um you know sometimes it's when to when to see a professional so when to see oh. see your athletic trainer see your your physician mm-hmm. um it, it's when to go when not to go kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i always say use your parents intuition a little bit but there's always i can't tell you how many moms have brought a kid to see me and he just keeps whining about this wrist and i think you know i think he's just whining right. kind of thing and then right. i look take one look at it and say i think it's broke uh, <laughs> So let's go get an x-ray. And then mom feels terrible. I let my kid run around for a week with a fracture in his wrist and told him to suck it up kind of thing. So the story, my mom did the same thing to me. You know, it it breeds tougher kids. I'm I'm kind of all for that. Um, I still haven't let her forget it though. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, like kids will whine about something until they kind of forget about it and do something. So I always, I always say kind of watch them when they don't, when they don't know you're watching them. Um, that limp will either disappear right. or they'll reach out and grab something or put their coat on. If nobody's around and they don't think anybody's looking and they're still limping and they're still favoring an arm or a leg or something, then it's probably a red flag. Let's, let's get this looked at. Right. right. And, and are, 
Are kids less likely to tell you that they're hurt? Do you think? Some athletes are. Some? Some athletes are. Uh, it's a competitive world, and, yeah. and it's getting more competitive at a younger and younger age. That right. These kids are, are realizing that. Uh, so they don't want to, A, miss playing time. They don't want... They don't want mom to make them not go to practice or coach not play them in the game on Wednesday. So I think they tend to hide stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you're going to have to weed that out. So um, Generally, I say parents notice those things more than anybody else. Mm. Uh, because when they're watching a basketball game, for instance, they're pretty much just watching their kid. Right. Um, so when their kid starts limping or shooting funny or something, they notice it where the coach or the trainer is watching – Everybody. Uh, five, yeah, 10 yeah. kids on the court at the sure, time. So we're sure. not necessarily watching your kid constantly. Um, so sometimes parents notice things and, and will say, is, is your leg bothering you? Why are you running that way? And then, right. then it kind of comes out. Huh. Interesting. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. I think that we, we covered a lot of anatomy, <laughs> some sprained strains. Hopefully somebody learned something on that. I think they did. I, I know I did. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, so, if so you I know what to tell your doctor? You strained your quad and sprained, yeah. sprained your ankle. <laughs> there we go. Hopefully not at the same time. <laughs> Hopefully not at the same time. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming in today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. That is Stephanie West. She is a certified athletic trainer with Peak Sport and Spine in Columbia, Mexico, and a multitude of locations across Missouri. Uh, and we thank her for coming in. Uh, that This is uh, the Healthy Bites podcast here at the Audrey County Health Department. I'm your host, Chris Newbra. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Audrey County Health Department's Healthy Bites podcast. We hope you will join us again next week as we bring you more discussion on health matters affecting Audrey County residents and the world with your host, Chris Newbra. If you liked what you heard here, you can find out more information on our website, myachd.org. That's myachd.org. Thanks for listening. See you next week.